Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Bears fans. This Friday edition of the Seed Shield Bears podcast, also known as Seed Shield Audible Day, also known as Virginia McCaskey's 101st birthday. So happy B Day to Mama Bear out there. We'll do it. Nicholas Moriano here for this game preview episode. Nick, it's great to see you, man. How are, how are the holidays? Have a good New Year, Christmas, all that jazz? Yeah, everything was good, Will. It's uh, it's been a while since we we've done our, our Friday show, so it's fitting that we get to end the last one together. You said it's, you know Virginia McCaskey's birthday, but it's also Bears Packers Week 18, a chance to knock them out of the playoffs. So what a way to end the last preview show of the season. Yeah, don't let Virginia get pissed to end the year. The day, you know, a few days after her birthday, uh, I think should be the overarching goal. And he can knock the Packers out of the playoffs. So there's a lot, not at stake, but there's a lot to play for here this week. And I am happy to be back here uh, behind the mic with you. As you you mentioned, it's been a few weeks. I think our last preview is Bears-Browns that we were able to do together. I know, it, and it feels like yesterday, but then the holidays make it feel like months ago. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So it, it, it's been pretty good over here. We went on a little mini vacation, uh, indoor water park, and then afterwards, Ooh. everyone got sick in the house. COVID, oh, RSV. It's been a hell of a couple of weeks here, but luckily we're all finally on the up and up. Uh, the, the littlest one uh, was the most sick, uh, which was always kind of scary, uh, but luckily Actually, today was like the first day where I can kind of finally relax and breathe. He's doing good. Uh, a whole week with a fever, Nick. Uh, just wait uh, until you have kids. It's like ungodly <laughs> amount of stress. Oh, I bet. Well, I'm um, glad to hear everything's look trending in the right direction right now for you guys. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate that. But of course, uh, we have a lot to get into here today. This is our in-depth game preview episode, all aimed to make you the most informed Chicago Bears fan on game day. We're going to discuss our keys to success on both sides of the ball, determine who has the edge, share our weekly X factors, bold predictions, and a whole lot more. Definitely give this video a thumbs up as we kind of jump into all this content right now. Uh, we would really appreciate that. But Nick, to kind of get things started... Bears, Packers, what's your one-liner? Last Dance. I'm going to, you know, bring, uh, you know, some Chicago Bulls, uh, like the documentary there. This is the last dance for a lot of different people. We'll kind of get into, I think, a little bit of that as we preview this episode. But that's how I'm going to start this show, Last Dance. 
I'm going to pay some serious homage here to us and our history. I'm going to pull a Brandon and just say, spoiler alert, uh, that's <laughs> what I'm looking for here this weekend. Hopefully our conversation goes in a strong enough path so I can feel confident that the Bears can beat the Packers, something as everybody listening, us talking, knows has been a very difficult task for the Bears for a decade plus. It's been quite some time, and hopefully, you know, we had a lot of talks heading into week one about this rivalry, and it's time to turn the page and begin a new chapter, and that didn't entirely happen, uh, but they do have another chance here, you know, to kind of, spoil the Packers season, turn some heads and, you know, finish this year on a strong note because the Bears have been playing some very good football uh, over the course of the past six weeks or so. So let's get into today's content. Let's get into our offensive keys to success. And Nick, I'll defer. You're up first. What is key number one for the Chicago Bears offense? Yeah, I think for me, Justin Fields just needs to let it rip in this game, you guys. Um, Remember going back all the way back to week one where the Packers and Bears face at Soldier Field. Field said after that game he felt conservative after that first matchup, was not willing to throw the ball downfield, and obviously that game got out of hand for the Bears. But I think in this one, Will, he needs to let it fly, a lot like what happened in the big, you know, big-time win over the Atlanta Falcons, but he needs to throw with confidence, conviction in his throws. And this is going to be more of a challenge because this is a Packers defense that is zone-heavy. And we know that there's a lot going to be a lot more eyes on Justin Fields. He doesn't have those maybe one-on-one matchups that he was able to exploit uh, consistently against the Falcons. So there's going to be more of a challenge in this matchup. But I think it starts with Justin Fields just being willing to let the ball fly, like I said. And I think if you see more of those anticipatory throws, you're going to have a good chance to get some chunk yards on this Packers defense. They are better at defending the pass than they are the run. But we saw more of those elite-level passes those completions mm-hmm. in that game against the Falcons that needs to show up in this, this last matchup against green Bay. And if Justin Fields can continue showing strides as a passer, like then again, this conversation about fields, making it difficult for the bears and what they want to do moving forward, it becomes even more difficult. If he shows out and is able to demonstrate that he is still growing as a, as a passer in the NFL. Yeah. What a great problem uh, for the bears to have. And we have all off season to discuss it. I'm not going to even begin to delve into that right now. We have a game to focus on. Uh, So my very first key uh, is to come out hot and punch them in the mouth. Uh, That's exactly what I'm looking for here from the Bears. Uh, They just need to go into Lambeau and just immediately get this crowd out of the game. There's just really no other way about it. Nick, you've been to Lambeau. I've been to Lambeau. If the Bears come out there and they're misfiring, that crowd in Lambeau is just going to be extremely hostile I mean it is deafening out there and they're really passionate about this rivalry Uh, and the Packers have everything to play for right the Bears have you know their chance to play spoiler uh, but the Packers have so much on the line here this week and for the Bears to play uh, effective offense I think they need to get this crowd turned down uh, as mm. soon as possible. Yet in the fact that the Bears defense has allowed zero first quarter points six week since week 10, it just makes mm. so much more sense and adds extra importance for the Bears offense to come out there, score some points, and make some big plays right out of the gate. And the Bears are in the top half in the league in the first quarter points scored over the past month. Uh, they typically do a good job. We know this on their opening script. Uh, so as long as they come out with that actionable plan and execute, score some points, I think that's going to really help their chances of winning this game. They'll take the crowd out, but also I think instill some confidence in this offense. Like we can play in Lambo, We can 
score against this Packers defense. I don't think the Bears scored double-digit points in any quarter week one uh, in that matchup. I think they only had six first-half points. So the Bears, it's time to prove just how far you've come. You talked about the growth from Justin Fields and this offense. Coming out hot, punching them in the mouth, taking the crowd out of it, and scoring some points, I think will go a long way of proving all those points. Yeah, well, that's a good point. And if the Bears win the coin toss, the most likely they're going to take the ball, receive, and want to go down the field and try to score like they have done in a couple of these games here. So I really like that key. Starting off hot's going to be huge for this Bears team. And Justin Fields said it himself, like, what's there's not much to do in Green Bay but watch football. So if those those fans are getting you know into it, we know how it can get up there. Uh, my second key, though, is really just get DJ Moore involved in this game. And Two targets, two receptions, 25 yards in that first matchup. And that all happened in the second quarter. And the Bears end up getting blown out by the Green Bay Packers at Soldier Field. That is, I there's no scenario how I'm kind of thinking of this where that's going to replicate itself in week 18. Just to see the, the growth that Justin Fields and DJ Moore have had since that first game. It's been, you know, exceptional, really, in terms of the, the chemistry that they have, the trust that they have in each other. But... I expect Justin Fields to target DJ Moore a handful of times <laughs> in this game. And I know it's going to be different from the man-to-man defense that Atlanta plays. And like we we were saying that this is going to play be more zone, but you still target your best wide receiver whenever you can possible. So I just think that if you're going to look to win this matchup offensively for the Bears, that one to two connection needs to be happening. And yes, they have a really good corner in Jair Alexander. He's going to be, amped up for this matchup but if you're the bears you're luke getsy you're justin fields you want to see where number two is at we don't know if darnell mooney is going to play He's still in concussion mm-hmm. protocol has not practiced hopefully cole Komet can come back but when i'm looking at the targets dj moore needs to get this ball and look he's already breaking single season records for himself and receiving and also receiving touchdowns continue adding on to that i think he's a little pissed off still that he did not make the pro bowl he had that joker tweet Afterwards, mm-hmm. he said, oh, it was just the first gift that popped up on my phone. All right, DJ, whatever you say there, <laughs> sure. buddy. I think there's a little chip on his shoulder. And knowing that he only had the two targets, two receptions in the first game, I know he's going to want to ball out in this one. Yeah, it's going to be, I think, a challenge uh, for the Bears to get DJ Moore involved, but it is still necessary uh, just because he's your best player out there in terms of like your receiving options. You know, you can debate, you know, between he and Justin for like athleticism and things like that. But, you know, DJ Moore, hard to bring down. We know all the contested catches that he can make in those tight windows. It'd be really interesting to see exactly how the Packers want to take him away. If there's no Darnell Mooney, if there's no Cole Komet, man, I mean, there's only a few other options and they're not DJ Moore. So you definitely need to feed him. So I really like that key. And if that happens, I would look for my second key to hopefully ring true, which is I'm looking, and Nick, I'm going to steal a page from your playbook here. I'm looking for explosive plays from this mm-hmm. Bears offense. Uh, that's one thing I've seen from this Packers defense is they they allow explosive plays, both on the ground and through the air. Uh, they miss you know, some tackles, allow yards after the catch. There's been some broken coverages in that zone defense. And so the Bears need to find a way to create some explosive plays. And, and just like my first key, if Justin Fields can – find a way just to create a handful of explosive plays in this game. It's just going to go a long way ways towards finding a victory. It's going to put them in scoring position more often. It's going to give them more of those opportunities. It's going to put that Packers defense on their heels a bit and give the bears some momentum and momentum's huge. It's real. And they need to find a way to gather some here in Lambeau uh, and the, 
Packers defense, you just go a few weeks ago, they allowed 14 explosive plays to the Buccaneers through the air uh, in that game with Baker Mayfield. Uh, and on top of this, on third down is really where Green Bay gets hurt on this. You know, offenses are in third and longs. They find a way to convert. They move the chains. And, and Nick, we've seen that in Chicago so much. We know how that feels and how demoralizing that can be for a unit and really how that can impact a game. Uh, so for the Bears, I want to see some explosive plays, and they need to tap into finding plays and schemes that can beat a lot of those one single high safeties looks. You see a lot of cover three from this Packers defense, a little bit of cover one man. Uh, and so, you know, some pre-snap motion, try to figure out, are we doing zone? Are we going man? Uh, would re be really beneficial here. But if they're in cover three and they're backed off, you talk about giving DJ Moore some targets. You know, hey, give him on a quick hitch. Hopefully he can break a tackle and, and get going down the sideline. Same thing with some high-low concepts. Hit the seam a little yeah. bit. There's a few ways in areas of this defense uh, that the Bears can find some of these explosive plays. But regardless, these windows are going to be tight. I don't think they're going to have yeah. wide-open receivers all day long. So it's going to be on fields to make you know, some on-point throws. Uh, I tweeted how impressed I was with his ball placement last week. We need to see that carry over this week, and receivers need to help him out too, uh, and by catching some of these contested opportunities. So explosive plays, uh, I think, would be you know a big help for this Bears offense and a big reason why they can win this game. Yeah, well, and I think how the Bears can maybe get some of those explosive plays to the air is if they go and execute my third keys, just run the ball effectively. Because I think when you look at the the weakness on this Packers defense right now, uh, it really is their rush defense. They're 28th in rushing in terms of yards allowed, and they allow 131 point, uh, 131.6 yards per game. And I think when you look back at week one, the Bears couldn't get anything established rushing the football. Fields led the team with 59 rushing yards. Herbert had 27. Roshan 20. 16 for Foreman. So, there were too many times, too, in that game in week one where now the Bears, because they weren't effective on first and second down or just running the ball in general, they're in these third and long situations. Well, and that's where the Bears cannot get to. But what we've seen recently from this rushing attack is that the Bears have been effective on the ground, especially last week against Atlanta. So if the Bears are going to have success against this Packers defense and get some of those explosive plays you were just talking about, you need to be able to run the ball. If that's with Maybe a few design runs with Justin Fields, so be it. But Khalil Herbert, that outside zone run scheme, I think that's where you're going to be most effective with this. And from what I was just watching on tape, how the Packers were playing the Vikings last week, which ended up being a blowout, Rashawn Gary, he's a good good pass rusher, but there are just times where the contain is just not there mm -hmm. when you run to his side. So I think there might be some opportunities for a Valus Jones jet sweep in that direction, or if you're doing the outside zone run, to that to that side, I think you can exploit maybe the over aggressiveness you're seeing from some of these pass rushers as they're trying to go after the quarterback. So I think running the ball is going to be huge in this one. Well, if the Bears can't can you know rely on their rushing attack to get them you know positive yards, especially on early downs, like you don't want to get in that situation where you're in third and eight, all eyes, eleven eyes are on the quarterback, and now Justin Fields not only does he have to make a pinpoint accurate throw. But now these defenders have a you know a beat on exactly where he might be anticipating mm -hmm. the throw in a given play. So it's going to be really crucial in this game to to be effective on the ground, get that play action involved, and then take some of those those shots downfield, those those explosive plays. And we saw a bunch of them against Atlanta yes. last week, and that was in a blizzard or not not a blizzard, but the snow flurries were real down there. And you know the one over the shoulder catch that DJ Moore had, he couldn't even see the ball, but. 
again, that trust that Fields and yep. Moore had was able to, you know, just drop the ball in the bucket there. So it's going to be really crucial that the Bears can run the ball on this one. It really will be. And I think that's a tremendous key. Uh, I saw Leon earlier in the chat, I think around the same time you mentioned your key, just saying he feels like Khalil Herbert is now kind of hitting his stride again. And yeah. thank gosh, you know, I've been feeling that too, uh, watching these games and, that's what the Bears need. Uh, they need Khalil Herbert to be the Khalil Herbert that we've seen, you know, in the years past. That guy that can consistently get you those 10, 20 yard rushes, break tackles uh, on that outside, as you're mentioning there, Nick. And it takes some pressure off of Justin. And I agree. In order to, you know, to, I guess, be able to pound the rock, my third key has to ring true, which is to win the line of scrimmage here. Uh, for the Packers' pass rush, if they don't hit home, that's when you can kind of exploit that zone coverage. But if you allow that pass rush to happen, to hit home, force some throws, you know, get Justin off his mark a little bit, that's when I think things can kind of get into trouble too. So for the Bears, I mean, they just need to be under A game up front, whether it's paving the way for Herbert Fields, others in the ground, uh, whether it's giving Justin enough time to go through his reads. You know, if the offensive line can hold their own, I feel like Justin Fields can play very well in this game. And since the bye week, uh, Justin Fields does have the second most big time throws when kept clean uh, in the entire league with seven, according to PFF uh, going up against the defense that tends to allow those. I think it just makes sense that Fields can make plays downfield if he is given time here this week. So the bears, you got to make sure you're containing guys like Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, Carl Brooks. I don't want them. I don't want to see them in the backfield uh, disrupting plays too much. And, they love to run stunts up front. They yell yeah. these loops and twists, and they're going to try to confuse this offensive line. So communication up front uh, is going to be a big one. We had that miscommunication last week uh, with the protection call that yeah. you know turned into an immediate sack. You have to avoid those here this week. But one other thing I want to say in addition to this, and it probably just ties some other things together, is I don't know how you feel, Nick, but I feel like you know how I always say Justin Fields needs to win from the pocket, and that does ring true here this week. But I think it's going to be a mistake if they try to make him only a pocket passer this week. I th believe he'll be a sitting duck of sorts if they just do straight dropbacks. You got to be creative. You got to move that pocket, and that should help open up some things, especially if you get Justin moving a bit and this defense has to honor those legs. Then you can find some extra, I guess, space in some of those zones uh, as well. So for me, winning the line of scrimmage is big and probably moving Justin uh, a little bit more than I would usually say on a preview show. Yeah, well, no, that's a really good point. Luke Getze can't can't call just, you know, plays where Justin is stationary. He, he needs to be able to execute when those plays are called, but that cannot be the entire, um, you know, game plan going into this matchup. And last time the Bears played, Tevin Jenkins also wasn't blocking for, for Justin mm. Fields in that week one matchup. So that's obviously a plus and, you know, just having more continuity in that line. Really quickly, I thought you mentioned a really good play where that protection broke down. I believe it was a third down play where the linebacker comes right up the middle in the game against the Falcons, they love to blitz Quay Walker right up the A-gap. Mm -hmm. So that is someone you definitely have to worry about as you're Justin Fields in this offense game planning for what the Packers might present. You'll see a lot of, of Walker just kind of mugging up at the line of scrimmage. Obviously, there are times where he's faking in, will just kind of drive back in coverage, but there's a lot of times where he's just going. And there was a play against the, the Vikings last week where beautiful swim move around the running back, I forget which quarterback was in at that point in that game because that's how it kind of was for the Packers-Vikings in that uh, Sunday night matchup. But you got to watch out for Quay Walker, especially when he's lined up on the line of scrimmage. 
Yeah, and it stresses the guards and center uh, yeah. just because if he's always mugging and you don't know if he's coming or going, you have to have an option A and an option B for your your mm-hmm. you know your protection plan up front. And it's a split second decision. Like, oh, he's dropping back. All right, this is my responsibility. Oh, he's coming. This is how we're supposed to be blocking on this specific exactly. play. So it is a very, I, I guess, extra wrinkle and how the Bears must be attacking uh, this Packers defense. All right, Nick. Hey. Okay, three keys to each offense seems easy enough, uh, but it all comes down to execution. Uh, we're going to take a quick timeout. You know, I have three in my pocket. We're going to burn one here right now. On the flip side, we're going to come back and talk about the keys for the Chicago Bears defense. But first, I want to let you know about better help. What are some of the things that you want to keep the same about yourself or your life in 2024? You know, where are you already crushing it? You know, think of the opposite of like new year, new you. There are obviously new year's resolutions, you know, they help, but not everybody gets help from that, you know, and maybe, you know, you've organized, you know, part of your space, uh, but you want to tackle another, maybe you're taking supplements every morning, but now you actually want to eat breakfast too. Hey, that's me. I'm trying to eat more food here in my mornings. You know, therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. Uh, as everyone here on the podcast knows, I've been in therapy. Actually, today is like my one-year anniversary of therapy, so I'm wow. going to pat myself on the back mm-hmm. uh, here for that. Uh, and it's just been a, a life-changing experience here for me, learning some positive coping skills, learning some of my negative feedback loops and how I can kind of get myself out uh, of those. And it, I know that therapy can seem you know, daunting for some, um, but I promise you, if you've even considered it, you should definitely check out BetterHelp. Uh, because they are, you know, a great place to definitely give therapy a, a try. It's entirely online. It's convenient. It's flexible. It's suited to your schedule. You just have to fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So right now you can go ahead and celebrate the progress that you've already made, but also continue to march forward in your journey. Visit betterhelp.com slash CHO today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash CHO, 10% off your first month. Uh, I, I've, from my personal experience, uh, I would just encourage it 100%. Yeah, when you know, start the new year off right, everyone go check out BetterHelp, but you also got to check out Midtown Athletic Club. And guys, they have four Chicagoland locations, Palatine in the Northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook in the Southwest suburbs, and Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. So Midtown Palatine has actually launched a multi-million dollar transformation of their club, which will be complete in early 2024. And we are in 2024. So look out for that. And listeners can lock in favorable rates if they join, you know, uh, soon and something for, look, they have something for everyone. Um, whether you're single, you have families like Will, people looking to make a lifestyle change in the new year, holistic wellness, uh, you know, Midtown Athletic Club is going to have it all. And some of the people that, you know, are a part of CHGO who have been to Midtown Athletic Club and keep raving about it, posting on their social medias about it. I mean, all I've heard is that Midtown is truly next level. And some of the features that the club has are the arena, which is a high intensity interval training. I know Adam Hogue likes that part of it. Uh, amazing outdoor indoor pools and hot tubs so you can get yourself right for the new year but first all you got to do is head over to midtown.com slash chgo to find out more and to tour the midtown athletic club nearest you good stuff there nick frank in the chat 
You should watch it, man. Only your beta boys need therapy or your beta boys need therapy. That's not true. You could be an alpha and also look in the mirror and look to improve yourself. Just want to throw it out there. So we don't need any of that there in the chat. Uh, but let's get back into our show here and let's get into our de defensive keys. I'll go ahead and take this one up first. Nothing easy, Nick. Nothing easy. Make them earn each and every single yard. I'm just recollecting a little bit from that first week over in Chicago up in the box with you. And remember all those easy plays in the second half, uh, especially with Aaron Jones? Man, that still makes my stomach hurt. And that's why my first key on defense this week is to make sure the Packers get nothing easy. This means the secondary must continue to play sticky coverage, limit those windows for throwing. I've really enjoyed watching that unit attack the football here lately. Uh, and I feel like every single time an opposing quarterback throws the ball, uh, you know, I'm not panicking uh, as much as I used to here in the past. And Nick, are you frozen on my side? Are you okay? You're worrying me over there. I was just about to go in the chat here, but it looks like uh, I came back and you're there and we're all good. But cool. whatever your first key was, Will, did you go through it already? No, I stopped halfway through because I was like, just in case you're not here, I want to make sure you you hear the the wisdom that I'm you know throwing out. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm here. Looks like I was internet's still good. Everything's still good. Of course, you got to have something go kind of crazy on the last previous show, but I'm here, Will. I'm okay. listening. Cool. So just so you know, the first key is nothing easy. You have to make them earn it each and every yard. I've already gave a few points into this, but uh, I just, you know, the Bears, they have done a good job uh, with their pass defense. That's been aided by a better pass rush, not leaving many holes in the coverage uh, for quarterbacks to exploit. And when they do allow a catch, the Bears have been doing a good job of flying to the ball and limiting yards after the fact. And that's why I want to see, you know, the Bears do here this week. They were outmanned a few times in week one. We saw a few of those plays. Uh, and, you know, I, that should have never have happened. Uh, but this defense, mm -hmm. they have gelled. They have built chemistry. They have gotten better. And this is a great week to kind of see the full, I think, picture from week one to week 18, uh, just how much better they are and making offenses have to earn things and, and not just being given free additional yards here. And on top of that, just some extra, you know, things I want to make sure I, I throw out here too is that if you do send – extra rushers you better hit home here this week if not jordan love he's gonna make some good throws uh, and make you pay mm -hmm. with less guys in coverage i know there was a, a comment earlier I, I tried to jot it down by fail too uh just saying like one of my keys is to like let's make jordan love uncomfortable and absolutely i agree with that but i will say when i went back and i was watching some of jordan love here this week he's actually very impressive under pressure uh, with making some bigger throws down the field. So that's what I'm saying. If the bears want to blitz and you want to send more than four, please hit home because if not, you will tend to see Jordan love make some plays and make you pay. Uh, but yes, my very first key in defense, nothing easy for green Bay and make them earn it. Yeah. Well, there was so many easy plays in that first week one matchup. So and look, this Bears defense is a lot different from what was happening in week one. And a lot of the players have, echoed that same um you know sentiment and you know when you add a guy like montez sweat and you have two pro bowlers now at this point in the season that you didn't technically have in week one it's way different um so that's that's a really good key to start off start us off here will my well no particular order for my keys but i think communication in the secondary is going to be huge in this matchup when you watch a lot of what green bay likes to do in terms of just the formations 
there'll be a lot in 11 personnel like the rest of the league, but they love to do the trips to either side of the formation. And that's just a, a way that you can really mix up the coverages or you can mix up what your responsibility is in the coverage. So the bears just need to be technically sound in this matchup. There are a lot of blown plays uh, in that win that the Packers had against the Vikings last week, because there were just guys wide open. And for whatever reason, people were just not keying in on their keys. And it was really um, insightful yesterday. Well, we had John Hoke talk to some of the media and he was kind of explaining what exactly key is. And it really is just the fundamental going down to the fundamental basics of whatever your assignment is on the play, your key will then just be, if you're in cover, let's say you're in, you're in cover one, it's like cover this man. Don't get outside of that tendency because you see a formation and you think something's going to happen. Go back to what your key is on the play. What is your key for this wide receiver? If it's to defend him throughout the entire play, do that and don't try to guess what the play might be. So I think that's what it's going to come down to for this one. When the Packers line up in these different formations, have these trips formations, go back to whatever the key is. And if the the Bears secondary, Gordon, Tyreek Stevens, and Jalen Johnson, you bring Jaquan Brisker, A. Jackson to the mix there, they will be perfectly fine. This has been a secondary that has limited some of those explosive plays. There have there was a couple that they gave up in the Falcons game for sure, but if they can go back to just the, the fundamental basics all the way to week 18 now, they're going to be just fine in trying to cover some of these receivers and how the Packers want to try to get them open. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's, you know, do your job. Just focus on what you need to do. And if all 11 are doing their jobs, then there shouldn't be anything to worry about. But it's football, and that's not going to happen on every play. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to add two points before I get into my second key for my first, just because of your internet gremlins throwing me off a little bit. Uh, so a couple of things about, like, making sure nothing easy happens. You know, the fact that Green Bay loves to get guys in space with blockers in front. Yeah. So it's really going to be key for the DBs and linebackers to flow to the football, get out there, and blow that up. And then on top of that, they do just have players that are hard to bring down. I mean, Aaron Jones, I mean, you just say the name. You already know that. Um, but I know uh, he's question, uh, questionable and limited. But Wicks, I mean, he's a tough son of a gun to bring down here, too, with the football yeah. in his hand. And the same thing with the tight end, Kraft. He's a difficult tight end to, to bring down. He loves to go over guys uh, and hurdle and mm-hmm. try to jump over. And, you know, he tends to you know get a little banged up that way. Um, but he does make things difficult, and he won't go down easy after so the Bears, going back to what you said, fundamental, fundamental tackling, wrapping up, extra guys slowing to the football, things that I know they're preaching hard in this at Hellas Hall, uh, but this is a week where you can't lapse uh, on any of that. But I'll jump into my second key now, uh, which is stout run defense. Uh, you know, we need to make sure that we are stopping uh, the Packers on the ground, I, whether they're going to run the ball or not. They're going to give Jordan Levitt chances at throwing this football. He has, you know, a high volume of attempts every single week. So if that's the case, well, you may as well shut down half of that offensive tack uh, and that being on the ground and force them to be one dimensional. If you allow Green Bay to kind of just eat you alive on the ground, I mean, they're going to use that against you. They're going to wear you down. They're going to bait you uh, and then hit you over the top with play action. Uh, we've seen it in our Bears Packers games in general, where they're going to use it as misdirection because the Bears love to flow to that football. And then they're going to flip sides of the field and attack you uh, on that other side with blockers in space and a very 
nicely designed play. Uh, but if you can stop the run, maybe you won't pursue as hard or feel like you need to and allow some of those backside plays not to happen. But I think by shutting down the run, you can be more effective in your play coverage. Uh, you know, Don't allow the Green Bay to keep their entire playbook open, especially in those crucial downs. And the Bears, best run defense in the NFL. I think it's time to end the season uh, on a strong note. I mean, Nick, I mean, there's a very real chance they can end this season number one in run defense after finishing 31st last year run defense, 22nd the year before. So, you know, have some pride uh, in this turnaround that we have seen here in Chicago. Clog up those rushing lanes and just shut down the run. We know Aaron Jones, he's fast. He's difficult to take down in space. So, again, multiple players to the football. Uh, maintain that rushing lane integrity. Avoid those backside cuts. And just make sure he doesn't get the edge because they love to run outside too. So a lot in there, uh, but I don't care who's in the backfield. I don't care if this is Jordan Love running too. Don't mm-hmm. don't allow nothing easy on the ground. We need to have a stout run defense and remind Green Bay or show them that we are the best run defense and the hardest team to run against in the league. Well, I'm just going to add on to the the importance of trying to stop Aaron Jones because my key is just containing Aaron Jones. And again, in that first matchup, they, the Bears did not do that. And I, I'll say this, the defense and the individuals on this defense are far better now than they were in that week one matchup. TJ Edwards, remember the 31-yard touchdown he gave up yeah. to Aaron Jones? Oh, I know. It, oh, it I was know. fourth down <laughs> on that play, too. TJ Edwards nope. got snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Let's be completely honest. How he's balling out now, he is not that same linebacker you saw week, week one. And the chemistry he now has with Tremaine Edmonds, I don't know if you see those types of plays anymore, especially from how TJ Edwards has been playing. But to go back to my point, containing Aaron Jones is going to be vital for this game because in the last two games, he's gone over 120 yards rushing in each of those matchups. So you got to watch him on the ground. He had his most productive performance on the, as a receiver in that week one matchup against the Bears, the 86 yards and a touchdown in that first matchup. He's not gone close to that since that game, but you cannot let this guy out of your sight. You have to, like you were saying, well, make sure you have secure tacklers. He's a guy that, even though physically he's not as big, there's a nice stiff arm he put on one of the Vikings DBs in the, the Sunday night matchup, put him right on the ground and got some extra mm-hmm. yardage. So uh, the DB's got to be willing to tackle. But I'm really looking forward to this new this rematch from the linebackers and what, yes. whoever the running backs can be. Because, I look, I know um, Greenlaw and Fred Warner got into the Pro Bowl, and that duo – if you look at it, it's probably better than the Bears, but how Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards have been playing, I put those two against any duo right now at the linebacker level because they have been absolutely balling. So I'm really just – I'm going to be fascinated just to watch this matchup all game long. And if the Packers get the better, better edge of them, then the Bears will not win this game. But with how the Bears have been playing, especially at that linebacker level, it they, they should be able to contain and not have anywhere near the – the the for the Packers to replicate what they did in week one so it's going to be fun to watch but got to contain Aaron Jones yeah the Aaron Jones plays that I think he probably got all of those 80 some odd yards receiving would be they had that misdirection play that I was just talking about like hey let's avoid those where you go one side and you're gonna hit them on the other and then we had that missed tackle and I don't think anybody touched them uh, that was like a close like a 50 yard reception um and then that uh that angle route you know my favorite route in Madden uh, boom, boom. And then that was a one-on-one with TJ mm-hmm. Edwards. Uh, 
hope I think this time by you would have better communication on that uh, with this defense and those sorts of plays should be limited. And, and you just kept you know raving about the linebackers, so I, I want to gush uh, a little bit on them too. Like I, I've learned some lessons I think this year, like the fact that Edmonds didn't really do much of you know training camp. Uh, but then came out there week one expecting him and Edwards to have all that chemistry because they're both high end players that we signed for agency and we had all that, you know, promise. And then it took a while to kind of build up. Uh, I've learned the good things take time. Chemistry is a real thing on a football field. And even if you have two great linebackers, they do need experience together to play at a, a level that we would expect both of them to play. So seeing it now at this portion of the season, it's exciting for next year, uh, and I know I'm not looking too far ahead right now, but looking at next year uh, with them with another offseason, like I said Erlacher and Briggs level play when we signed both of them, like we got those kind of guys again. We're starting to see it. Let's get an offseason. We'll revisit it. But like you, Nick, I'm proud of these guys uh, for the kind of year that they've put together. Uh, my last key for the Bears on defense. Oh, boy, it's a big one. Win third down. And I'm going to also add, hey, how about we force the Packers into third down situations before they cross the 50-yard line? Both of those will go a long way uh, for the Bears having a great chance to win this game. And there's one thing that the Packers have done well against the Bears. It's converting at a high clip on third down. Uh, I'm not going to go in years past. It doesn't matter. But week one, the Packers were 9 of 16 on third down. The Bears have 16 chances to get the Packers off the field. And they allowed him to stay on nine times. Uh, and it's just a killer, you know, not being able to get off the field despite forcing all those surge downs. I mean, they're detrimental to your morale. You get physically exhausted from being on the field so much. Uh, in order to win this game, I think the Bears, you know, they either need to force mistakes, uh, which I would love, by the way, or just not allow the Packers to make plays on third down and just beat them in your coverage or beat them if they're trying to gain it on the ground. Despite ranking 29th on the year, the Bears third down defense. I think they've been playing very well over the past few weeks. Uh, double check those stats. And my, I guess, vision or just my recollection rang true here too. They are the seventh best third down defense over the last three weeks, only allowing a conversion of 33% of attempts. And I feel like if you can hold Green Bay to 33% on third down, you're going to have a really good chance of winning this football game. And it's not going to be easy. You know why? Because Green Bay's offense is the NFL's best third down offense, converting mm-hmm. at 57% of the time. And that's a big reason, you know, they've also been uh, averaging what over 30 points per game in their back-to-back wins. It's easy. Well, when you're converting third downs better than anyone else in the league. So I'm going to end with one thing. You win third down. I'm going to put a key inside of a key. Get ready to defend all four downs. They are 12 of 24 this season on fourth down. They have playoffs on the line. I've seen them be aggressive, uh, you know, in the red zone on fourth down. Even if they're already down a touchdown or only down a field goal, they're going to try to go for it instead of settling sometimes. They're going to try to pull out all of the stops to win this game. So I would just be prepared. If I was in that locker room and if I was coaching these guys up, I would make sure that they are prepared and understanding like you may win third down, but you better be be prepared to win all four downs against Green Bay this week. Yeah, well, no, it's a really good point. Like Matt LaFleur, this this has to be his best offensive game plan going into Mm -hmm. this matter because if he doesn't have that, they're not going to the playoffs. So huge significance for them. And obviously, like, I think they're going to be very aggressive in this one. Really quickly, my last key, and it's very, very specific here. I think the Bears should go and attack the center Josh Myers, he's allowed 27 total pressures this season, Will. And when you watch, 
even though it was a blowout against Minnesota, the guy cannot handle power. It's not his, not in his strength. And when I look at a guy like Andrew Billings and what he could potentially do to dent the pocket, I really like that matchup. Trevon Dexter has been ascending as of late. And I think if his best strength right now, Dexter, is using that power. And I think that when you have a guy like Josh Myers who was consistently giving up, um, he had, I know a lot of people won't put a lot of stock into this, but when you look at PFF grades, 9.7 in pass blocking last week. That is damn low for any any grade metric. Yeah. But he had, and again, he gave up six pressures last week against Minnesota, and they're very blitz happy. But there are a lot of times it's just one-on-one matchups, and the dude is just getting driven back. If you want to get Jordan Love uncomfortable, do it from the, the interior of the pocket, do it from the center position, and the Bears have guys that can win that matchup, whether it's Billings, whether it's Dexter, dent that pocket, see if you can force some mistakes from Jordan Love, and we know this Bears defense loves to capitalize on mistakes. You have guys at you know, really all three levels that can make you pay if, you, do, if you're not on point with a pass or whatever it may be. So very specific matchup, but watch Josh Myers, a center versus Billings versus Dexter. If you want to put Pickens in there, I, I really like what the Bears could potentially do at that position. Hey, and you talked about linebackers not being the same that they were week one. These rookies, they're not no. the same players they were week one either. They have a lot more experience. Uh, so I, I'm right there with you. I'm I'm glad you found an Achilles heel. Hopefully the Bears have the same idea. All right, we're going to burn our second time out now. Uh, on the flip side, we're going to do some uh, X factors and a, a lot more fun segments uh, coming right up. But first, I want you to know about game time you know one thing i hate about just buying tickets in general uh is when you know a you don't know if the seats are going to be any good uh you want to go but you realize last second and there's just not any good deals out there you know you're going to be overpaying for a ticket and obviously that's really frustrating so you shouldn't really have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater events near you and with killer last minute deals all in prices Views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Uh, I love to analyze like seating charts and the fact that game time has it right there. And I can just see exactly how this view looks. Like I can really compare different tickets to make sure I'm purchasing uh, the best ones within my budget to give me the best experience. And honestly, view possible uh and when i'm looking at all the different events obviously if you want to head up to lambo for this bears game you can always do that uh, we have the bulls going on blackhawks going on right now and you can find last minute tickets flash deals zone deals and again uh, the lowest price guarantee event cancellation protection and so much more so all in prices just i mentioned that i'll let you know a little more about it that just shows your total upfront, so you know what you're getting a great deal without all of those hidden fees so right now, you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app and create an account. Use code CHGO, and that's going to give you $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code. That is CHGO for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Check out GameTime, everyone. And then you got to check out FOCO. You might as well do both these great things at the same time here, and you can get fitted out in the best sports gear around. When you go and shop at FOCO, hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, literally everything in between. And, you know, basketball and hockey season, they're they're going on right now. So you got to make sure you get the right gear to support your favorite teams throughout the entirety of the season. And if you, you know, watch the, the CHGO shows here and you see our set decoration, FOCO has actually donated, 
you know, a few of those awesome pieces for our sets. So you got to go show them some love and you can do so by going to foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Just use that promo code CHGO10 for 10% off. All right, Will DeWitt and Nicholas Moriano here on the CHGO Bears podcast giving you our final game preview episode of the season. Sad face. All right, uh, before we get into our next segment, I did see we have a couple Super Chats sitting here. I saw one from our longtime listener, Isaac. Uh, he's been around since we were known as Bears Brothers, by the way. Uh, he wants to know about Daryl Bevel uh, as a Getsy replacement. I know I'm still not in off-season mode, but Nick, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, to be completely honest, no, but I love that, you know, Isaac is already looking ahead to all of this right now, but you know, I look, when you look at Miami and what they've been able to do, I, I get it. Like you want, <laughs> right? you want offense, you want offense and they're, they're pretty good at offense. So I haven't looked too much into it to be completely honest, Isaac, but you know, after Sunday, that's, that's going to be all of our jobs here at CHCO, depending on some of the big news that might be happening you know, maybe hours after this game ends, who knows, but we'll, we'll have you all covered. And with candidates, the bears should look after depending on, you know, what happens after this uh, Sunday, Sunday matchup between the bears and Packers. Yeah. I mean, obviously head coaching experience over there in Jacksonville, uh, currently the quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator for Miami. I guess the big question is, you know, how much is on Bevel versus how much is on Mike McDaniel over there? You know, you don't yeah. want to bring a guy who's riding the coattails of someone else. That'd just be like my quick, uh, I guess, thing that the Bears would need to make sure that they fully understand if they want to go in a direction uh, like that. And then we have one from the Duke uh, who says, you know, I'm an absolute wreck. My tummy is unsettled. I'm pacing my house. I've never felt more nervous for a Bears game. Do the players and coaches understand that literally our happiness is at stake? They owe us this, damn it, please. I mean, Bears Packers, baby. I understand completely that feeling. It's been a long time coming, uh, but I'm right there with you, Duke. Uh, appreciate the super chat, by the way. Uh, yeah, good stuff there. That made actually, I mean, made me laugh. Yeah, look, I know it's one game. I get it. It's week 18. It's one game, and Matt Eberflus is trying to downplay it like it's just about us. But how could you do that? Like, how could you do that, though? The Bears Packers, they win. They go to the playoffs. You can knock them out. Just the whole Justin Fields equation. It, I get it. I get it. The Duke, I, I completely get all those feelings that you're feeling right now. And hopefully the Bears can, you know, give us one last thing from the 2023 season that makes you feel good, you know, going into 2024. There we go. All right. Let's get into our X factors, uh, Nick, I'll go to you first. What is your final X factor of the season? Yeah. Well, actually when you were mentioning all the third down and like how important it's going to be, you know, that really is, I think the X factor, you know, in this matchup against, against the Packers, they, the bears are three of 13 uh, offensively in that first matchup against green Bay. And again, a lot of that was stemming to, one, Justin Fields said he played conservative. That didn't help. The rushing attack wasn't able to get going. That obviously didn't help. So I just think that the Bears offensively need to be effective on third down. But, you know, also defensively, too. You can't have some of those, especially the, thir the third and long plays hurt the most. Like if it's a third and mm -hmm. three or whatever, you give it up. Okay, you, you, you got to do better on first and second down in the next series to maybe put yourself in a better situation moving forward. But third down is going to be key in whichever quarterback can be more successful at converting those chains however they want to do it. If it's obviously through the air, we've seen Justin Fields 
make some phenomenal plays on third down with his legs, that's going to be, I think, a big component to who ends up actually winning this game. Who could be more effective on third down, convert on those. You know what? For the Bears, too, third and shorts. It's been inconsistent, yeah. Will, have how they've gone about them. Last week against Atlanta, they were they did better, and I think they just kept it simple, stupid, and went up the middle. Uh, to one with you know Justin Fields on a QB sneak, and then you give it to Roshan Johnson eventually getting to the the end zone. So third down, it's obviously going to be huge. It's, it is for every single NFL game, but I think that's the final X factor for Week 18. Okay, I'm sticking with the Bears offense. I know yours was like more general, but mm-hmm. primarily focused on the Bears offense. Uh, and I went with a really interesting and new direction. Uh, seams and slots. Is going to be my X factor here for the Bears on offense this week. You know, those single high safety looks. I'm just trying to think of ways that you can beat those. And uh, again, I think it's over 60% of the time uh, that they're in those single high safety looks, uh, which really does open up, you know, the middle of the field right down the seam. Uh, if Cole Komet can come out here and play, I mean, that'll be a big boost. Uh, we, I, the Bears, I really do think, the more I have also thought about this game is, not just seams and slots, but another X factor can just be having a secondary option that you can rely on if you're Justin mm-hmm. Fields uh, with some of these injuries here right now. And uh, on top of that, I know we saw some DJ Moore in the slot last week, which had really good results, but depends on what Green Bay does and how they combat that. Like, would that also work this week or is it better to have DJ Moore on the outside trying to occupy that deep safety, also a corner and open up some other holes for other receivers, but they do need to step up and Hey, you know, maybe Taylor, Tyler Scott's speed can be a factor here, but we all know that his hands uh, need to be as coordinated as those feet that really help fields. Who's been throwing his way, giving him chances and he's been creating that separation, uh, but he just hasn't been able to haul some of those in. So for me, seams and slots, and a secondary receiving option is a very huge and widespread yet, I think, actionable X factor. I love it, Will. I love the 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 specificness of it, but it, it really isn't going to come into play, you know, in this game. So let's see if the Bears can execute on your X factor there. All right, let's find out who has the edge. I'm up first this week. I got the Bears passing attack versus Packers pass defense. I hope I did this right, Nick. With us being off for a few weeks, I just flip-flopped the last time we did it, and I figured you'd be prepared regardless. Uh, But I'm going to give this edge to the Bears offense. Uh, There are reasons why I believe that the Bears can have the edge here. And again, it doesn't mean they're going to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. That means they're just going to pass effectively enough to, I would say, deem the edge or the win uh, of this matchup. But the offensive line playing at the level that I've seen it over the past couple of weeks is a big reason. Uh, protecting fields more than we've seen really before. Way more uh, better, uh, you know, way more better. That's not great English. Way better uh, than week one. I think Fields was sacked four times uh, in that game. And with Justin Fields playing, you know, perhaps his final game in this rivalry having the chance to play a spoiler and just being the competitor that I know he is. I expect him to play with a large chip on his shoulder was something to prove. I think we saw that last week. I think that carries over here this week. And obviously that clear second option would be great because I do expect Green Bay to try to stop that one-two punch. Uh, And there are other teams over the past month uh, that I've seen have good success with second options. Uh, 
the Vikings was not a great example, uh, and which maybe is a big reason why Justin Jefferson only had five catches, 59 yards. Quarterback play plays a part of that too. Um, but if you go to Green Bay, uh, Green Bay, Green Bay, duh, uh, Tampa Bay, the other Bay, uh, you had Mike Evans, four catches, 57 yards, but Chris Godwin, 10 catches, 155 yards. You go to Kansas City, Rasheed Rice, eight catches, 64 yards. Travis Kelsey, four catches, 81. And then that game against the Lions a few weeks ago, St. Brown had nine catches, 95 yards, but Raymond had five catches for 90, and Laporta also had five catches, 47. So it's it has to be more than one player. And that's why I know your one-year keys was like, we want more of DJ Moore, and I, I can never have enough of DJ Moore. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Bears do need someone to step up as a, a reliable secondary option. That's why I really hope Cole Komet can play this week. Yeah. No, I, I love that. Well, Cole Komet, I mean, obviously he knows, he knows this rivalry better than me, arguably mm-hmm. any bears player on this roster being, you know, a, a Chicagoland kid, but. Well, yeah, we have like I, half the team of Chicagoland kids. That's true. It's true. You know, <laughs> TJ Edwards and, you know, other guys, Jackson, like I, I get it, but um, <laughs> I, I'm hoping Cole Komet can, you know, deal, you know, work through that knee injury and is able to, you know, have an effective game. Uh, I'm going, uh, so I have the bears rushing attack versus Packers mm-hmm. run defense. And like, this is an area where the Packers have not been uh, strong really all season. And the bears have found a little groove, I would say. And we got to see the injury report because Khalil Herbert was dealing with a back injury and was limited yesterday. I don't think it's come out yet, but I expect him hopefully to, to give it a go. If not, then you have Roshan Johnson. Deontay Foreman hasn't been active. That's been, a, I think, a little – there's something going on there that um, you know we, we need to have more information about. But uh, I think the Bears, even with the injury to Herbert, you have factor in Fields' legs, I think they'll have the better of this Packers run defense. And it's going to be on the edges, you guys. I think there's going to be some opportunities mm-hmm. there. You kind of want to stay away from number 97, Kenny Clark, when whenever possible. He's a really, really good football player. Maybe the first time we mentioned him, but he can really wreck some stuff that you want to do offensively. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what this Bears rushing attack does to attack this Packers defense, but I'm going to give them the edge in this matchup. All right. I got Packers rushing attackers, that Bears run defense. I'm not going to have a long spiel here. I, and I, I understand Aaron Jones, and I understand what he's done to the Bears in the past. Um, but what I put in my notes, and I'll just read it verbatim. Best run defense in the NFL. No reason to overthink this. And that's all I'm going to say. Uh, no, that's a good point. Well, now this is where it gets a little bit more complicated, I think, mm-hmm. with the Packers passing attack versus Bears pass defense. And we're, we're factoring in the pass rush and Montez Sweat and what he's been able to do for the Bears defense. You're factoring a secondary right now that has – arguably one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL this season, Jalen Johnson. Tyreek Stevenson just won NFC Defensive mm-hmm. Player of the Week. He's going to go up against Jordan Love, who is the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. So that's going to be a matchup in itself. Kyler Gordon's balling out. You see where this is kind of going. The Bears have a lot of playmakers on defense. Oh, I didn't mention TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. There's a lot of guys on this Bears defense, and they look so much different from that Week 1 matchup. I'm giving the the match the the edge to the Bears passing defense over the Packers passing offense, and I think Jordan Love's going to make some plays. He's capable of doing that. You mentioned well when there's pressure, he has a tendency to just put the ball exactly where the receiver needs to go and get it. So mm-hmm. he leads the receiver anticipation. So there's a lot to like what Jordan Love's been doing. So I'll give him some love for that. But I just think that the Bears defense and the playmakers they have, they get the edge in this matchup against the Packers passing offense. 
did we screw up? Did we do all four edges for the Bears? Is that what happened? Or did you do? Oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh boy! Why, why do we do this again? We did this week restart, one, and we vowed we wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. We're gonna. Sorry. Welcome back, Bears fans. No, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's play some quick over-under here real quick. I just pulled up the DraftKings app. We're going to do a same game parlay, and I'm going to give you some lines here real quick. Any any anytime touchdown scores that you just believe are going to get a tutty that you want me to throw in here? I mean, let's put DJ Moore in there for a TD anytime touchdown. That's plus 150 by itself. Boom. I like it. Done. Can we put a All Justin right. Fields anytime? You can do that. Why not? Have fun. All sure. right. So we're already at plus 420 odds, by the way. Ha. Um, let's get into uh, passing yards. Jordan Love over under 250.5. Wow. 250.5? Well, um, I give him like a alternate over 225, but I don't know if I do 250. Okay. I'll do it. I'll give him 225. So wait, under 225? No, over. Over. Okay. Sorry. I was so yeah, confused yeah. there. All right. 225 plus. I just added that. Uh, do you feel good about Dustin's passing yard line at 197 and a half? Yeah, I, we can do that uh, over. I think the Packers give up, I think, 213 on average. Justin can get that. Uh, all right. And then we got passing touchdowns for Love over under one and a half. Hmm. I go under on the one and a half. Okay, and then Fields' line's one and a half. I don't know if you want to touch that one or not. I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't touch it. Here's one for you. I like this one. Jordan Love, interceptions thrown. He takes care of the football very well, but the Bears lead the NFL in interceptions. It's only at 0.5. I'm just saying. Like, Why not? Why not? Let's, right. let's give him one. All right. Oh, no. I got a request going to be processed. What did they not like? What did they not Damn. like? I don't know, but I'll go back over to uh It was too property. great of a parlay that you created, Will. They don't want you like stealing their money. You know, but... Apparently not. Uh Aaron Jones on the ground, the line sixty five point five. I take the under on that. Wow. Uh Justin Field rushing yards is fifty three point five. Well, we're just, I saw it in the, the chat. I'm going complete homer here. We're going over on Justin Fields' rushing total. Let's freaking do it. All right. We'll do uh, a couple receiving props if it lets me open up that window. <laughs> DJ Moore, 67 and a half. Same exact, uh, same number there. We're going over. We're going over. What about Jaden Reed at 49.5? He's also dealing with an injury. Uh, yes, he, he was is. limited the last two with, man, the Packers had a long injury report, you guys. So it's going to be interesting to see what exactly they're all dealing with today but he's got a chest injury what was that so you don't have to touch it oh no i wouldn't touch it yeah i wouldn't touch okay. it. but would you give dj more over five and a half receptions or no yes i would all yes, right I we're would. gonna i'm not touching the tackles ever again so i'm not gonna go there <laughs> yeah. that was our 10 pick parlay plus twenty three thousand odds 10 bucks wins you on that one by the way if anyone's playing along at home Twenty three ten. So there you go. Ooh. Let's go. Bet. All right. Uh, let's uh, do some predictions here now. Let's start with our Bears bold predictions. I got two this week because it's the last one, so I may as well have you know double the fun because uh, it's going to be a while. Do I do it again? Uh, my first one is two ex-Packers are going to score touchdowns in this game. And it's Robert Tanyan and Mercedes Lewis. 
So I know I was me bringing up all this Cole Komet stuff, but hey, we have some guys who've played in Green Bay and they can have the revenge game. So that's my first one. What about you? Oh, I, you know, I thought you would have thrown EQ in there. I'm like, wait, oh, Mercedes Lewis Tanyan. Okay, nice. Ah, nice. right, sneaky. I know. So you got People me. Like, really? No, I don't. You got me there, oh, well. That would be a bold prediction, EQ, you know, having a, a good catch. Uh, so yeah. touchdown. Uh, man, I don't know if I want to go that far. Yeah, it's it's a little crazy there. Um, So, again, DJ Moore had two receptions in the first matchup. I think he quadruples that. And potentially more. Who knows? It's DJ Moore in this matchup against the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, it's going to take some precise throwing from Justin Fields. So eight-plus catch day for DJ Moore against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. So you can mark it down. Love it. Uh, My last one goes for the Bears' defense. Uh, Jordan Love, uh, I mentioned he takes care of this football. Three picks thrown since November Fifth. Uh, that's his last nine games. So he's throwing averaging one interception per three weeks. Well, this week he's going to throw three against that leading defense in interception. So that's bold, right? I mean, I would say that's pretty damn bold uh, to see Love throw three picks. So that's going to be my second ex- uh, bold prediction. I like it. Well, uh, you know what? I'm going to use something that I saw in the chat, but it's also bold. Just, Justin Fields finally going to get a personal foul called. After a late oh. hit, it's going to come from Quay Walker. He's going to complain about the hit as he usually does. And I think it wasn't at week 18 last year where he went, I don't know, he did something crazy, got ejected from the game. He's going to be the the culprit there. Justin Fields going to get his personal foul penalty that he's been searching for all of this season. And, you know, it's going to be a huge play, a big momentum changer. But that's another bold prediction for me. I, I that's a good one. I like that one a lot. That's a really, really bold. All right. Well, Nick, I mean, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Who's going to be the uh, MVB most valuable bear of the game? You know what? Well, I think just because of, we don't know the uncertainty of what's going to happen after this game. And we usually never pick Justin Fields, but I'm picking Justin Fields. I don't care. This could be the last time we, you know, watch him honestly in a Bears uniform. So I think for the Bears to win this game, he needs to be the best player on the field. And there have been times where he's shown that, shown that consistency, shown that ability to throw from the pocket, to deliver a ball right where it needs to be, and obviously can hurt you on the ground. So for the MVP, for potentially his last game in a Bears uniform, go with Justin Fields. Can we just like fist bump and agree? Like, let's just do it. Like Justin Fields yep. for MVB. Cause like he was number one on my list. I made a list just because I figured if he took someone off mine, I'll just take someone else. But I mean, he was number one on mine. You make a good point. Like we don't do it often. It's the last week. It makes sense here for a lot of reasons. So I'm with you. And if anyone's curious of the list uh, in order, I put Justin Fields, TJ Edwards, Jermaine Edmonds, DJ Moore, Tyreek Stevenson, Kyler Gordon, as this guys that I had in my cloud. Mm-hmm. If I go back to draft talk clouds uh, mm-hmm. players uh, that I was thinking about uh, and was going to let this show kind of help me figure it out. But uh, I like using Justin Fields here this week. All right. Well, all of this said, we need to uh, just tell everyone who's going to win this game. I mean, I know our, predictions uh, predicting bears games are just damn difficult uh more so this year than i think other years uh but did you do it well i did it i did it um last game of the season for the chicago bears 
I have them beating the Green Bay Packers to eliminate them from playoff contention, 23 to 20. And look, it's going to it's going to be a whole team effort. This is not going to be an easy game by any means. But I do I do think that this this ride that the Bears have been on the, this last stretch of games, like it's real. The defense is real. Justin Fields is playing better. If you're only micro focusing on what the stats are, you're going to say, oh, is Justin Fields really playing that well? You're missing so much more of the whole point of what he's been able to do these last couple of games. So I think the look, even though some of the you know the team might be deep, downplaying the significance, it's only it's about them. This is a big game. This is Justin Fields' playoff game. And if he plays well, it, it looks a lot similar to what happened in Atlanta. Man, if you're Ryan Poles, that's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough decision. I know some people have already traded Justin Fields and things like that. But, you know, a win over Green Bay means a lot. And I think the Bears can finally do it. Justin Fields can get his first win over the Green Bay Packers and, you know, just end the Bears' season off hot with their first their first three-game winning streak also of 2023 so yeah I'm, I'm riding the homer train i know i've been probably doing this for this whole podcast but i you know personally i want to go to lambeau field be in that press box and see justin fields take down the packers and eliminate them from playoff contention so 23 20 bears nick the bears can win five of their final six and still have the number one overall pick like what a world we live in right now i get like we should be not excited the season's ending like, I don't want to say that, but looking forward and like, you know, me and mm-hmm. like the, you know, the eternal optimist, like this is actually real. Like you can grab onto things like that. Uh, so I'm very excited uh, about that, but we have to get through this week first. I have the bears 28 green Bay 27. So I also did this uh, mm-hmm. here this week and you hit on a lot of good points of like, Hey, you know, the bears playing good football lately. This isn't the same team from week one. And we've talked about all of those sentiments throughout the entirety of the episode. One thing we haven't talked about uh, that I'll just add into this point real quickly is the fact that so far this season, every time the bears play their divisional opponent, the second time they won, they lost the first one. They've learned lessons. They applied them and executed and won the second game. And you can make arguments like, well, we should have beat Minnesota twice and we should have beat the, you know, the lions twice. And, not going to disagree with any of that uh but the fact is they lost those first matchups corrected things and found ways to win the second time by uh and that's what i want to see out of a football team uh is the ability to learn from those past experiences so with a whole season to learn from everything grow as a team develop everything that we've talked about throughout this episode add in all the justin field uncertainties add in the fact that you can take your arch bitter rival out of the playoffs and it's Virginia McCaskey's birthday today, and we play only in a couple of days. Come on, we we. This is one that the Bears, they need this. I feel like not mm-hmm. like need in terms of like, oh, like it's gonna I don't know turn everything around. But I feel like a win here, and if they retain Eberflus and you build on the core that Ryan Poles has put together, I think this can go a long way towards making next year a very exciting year for Chicago Bears football. I got to get this, uh, you know this block of cheese off your back. I was trying to come up with a good way to you know, say that one, but yeah, I got bears winning 28, 27, my confidence meter 5.4. So I'm going to go with an Erlacher confidence Ooh. meter here today. I like it. Well, uh, you know, I didn't even put a confidence meter, but you know, I'll just ride the TJ Edwards 5.3 uh, confidence meter there. Sticking with the linebackers here for our confidence meters. 
There we go. I, I like that one a lot. Any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? I thought, you know, everyone in the chat, uh, I feel uh, mm -hmm. it's been great here today. Uh, besides Frank. Uh, and on top of that as well, <laughs> I, I just appreciate all of the, you know, the, uh, the engagement here, the camaraderie, the community uh, that we always have here in the chat. There's some super chats that we better hate to say it here from football CF candy, but it says hate to say it, but is a loss better long-term? I don't think so. Moving down a few picks in the draft versus what I believe can, you know, instill a lot of confidence in this team about this rivalry uh, that's been plaguing them for over a decade. I, I think it can do a lot more good than harm. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Will. Like I get the draft implications of losing and what that can mean, but also, are we outweighing what a, a win could mean for this team? Look what, I mean, I think Detroit was still going to be the Detroit Lions that we're seeing this season, regardless if they won or lost against Green Bay last year. But that was a huge win, a Thank huge, huge win point. for that organization. So I think, you know, if the Bears, you know, want something similar, go into Green Bay against your art, you know, your rival and kick their ass. Like just whoop them out of the playoffs. Like that, that I think holds weight too. But well, I just want to close it off by saying that it has been amazing doing these preview shows with you. We, you know, we covered another Bears season. And, you know, just like this, it's it's come to an end right here for the last preview show. And it's it's really fitting that it is Bears Packers for week 18. This has been a lot of fun. And for I know there are people in the chat, they're like, oh, you know, you picked this show up mid-season. We we still have so much more with mm -hmm. after when the season ends but it's been awesome to do these shows with you hopefully bears fans who've listened downloaded watched these podcasts become smarter bears fans or just enjoyed the conversation as we've gone through each one of these these games here but let's see how it all plays out in lambeau field i know we're going to be on the edge of our seats watching as as many of these bears fans are and it's it's going to be fun it's a it's an exciting way to end, you know, the 2023 season. That's what we asked for in the beginning, right? To have meaningful football. Mm -hmm. The Bears are not in the playoffs, but there's still meaningful football to be played. So let's have let's have fun, and hopefully it goes the Bears' way. Yeah, we had meaningful meaningful playoff potential football in December, uh, and going from the worst record in the league to having that, uh, the fact that, like I said, you can win five of your final six to end this thing, like. You just got to keep the perspective and focus on the now and like what we've seen. And I hope everyone just enjoyed this episode. All of our previews like you, Nick, it's my favorite day of the week. Uh, I love doing these shows here with you all of the time. Can't wait to see what we come up with throughout this off season as it's going to be another impactful, important and hectic off season uh, for the Chicago bears. But first things first, got to take care of business in Lambeau. Nick, you travel safe. Everybody will see you later here in the chat, but until next time, bear down Chicago. Y'all silly like the mayor. 